Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. I'm here today with a brand new friend of mine by the name of Mish Murphy. Now, her given name is Eileen, and I would like to know the story about why she doesn't use the name Eileen. But Mish Murphy came to Boyertown yesterday from about Tampa, Florida. Mish is the co-editor of our ninth book of poetry, prose, and art called Transforming Moments, Finding Your Voice. So welcome to Boyertown, Mish. Thank you. It's a beautiful day here um, and so different from Florida. I appreciate that. Tell me how it's different. Well, um, it's so hot and humid today. I know that reminds me of Florida, but <laughs> um, the, it's not flat. Oh, yes, yes. But um, the vegetation is different. Mm -hmm. The flower gardens are different. I would imagine the trees are different. So the food is different. And the somewhat. food is different, somewhat. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, like I said, Mish has put together our book, Transforming Moments. How did that go for you, Mish? Well, it was uh, it was interesting and it was a learning experience because um, some of the stuff I had never done before, but I thought I could do, and then it did turn out great. So um, it was uh, fun for me. Also fun to deal with Jane, who was uh, oh, like you're so per sweet. perfect collaborator. <laughs> so well, it's because we're both English teachers, so maybe that's it. Well, I'm sure there are a variety of reasons, but it was a delight working with you, and it was a delight for me because, as I, you know, as I said on the introduction to the Facebook Live program last night, I mean, Sue has put together these books for eight years. She hates it, and yet, because she loves me, she's put them together. And when John Yamaris you know, suggested I contact you, you know, what you shared was that you really enjoy the process. And boy, I tell you what, I like to work with people who enjoy what they're doing. It's been one of the missions here at Studio B for me. I want people to be involved who want to be here. I want people to volunteer who want to volunteer, not that somebody feels obligated to do so. But let's talk a little bit about your background. You're an English teacher. What do you teach? Where do you teach? Um, well, I'm semi-retired now, but I taught at Polk State College in Lakeland, Florida for as a tenured teacher for about 15 years. Wow. And um, now I'm down to just two classes a semester. And what are you teaching? Well, I'm teaching one um, English composition 1101 
And then one, Introduction to Literature, 1101. Ah, very good. Now, I'm interested, of course, in a couple of these things. I'll try to keep to just a few questions because not all of my audience is interested in being an English teacher and what English teachers do. But this particular project, the books of poetry, particularly this last one, Transforming Moment, comes out of exactly the kind of course you may be teaching. Uh, I had um, when um, I had a, a class of tenth grade honors kids, and you know, doing um, prose writing, reflective writing was on the curriculum, right? And so I had them find a moment. I was inspired by a by an a Dear Abby column, um, and about a young girl who was transformed and embarrassed by how she behaved as she watched a bicycle rider pass her by on a bicycle. She laughed and afterward felt so terrible and, 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 and pledged that she would never behave that way again. It became a transforming moment for her. And so I suggested to my students to think about a transforming moment in their lives, and it was so inspiring reading their essays. And in fact, the whole process of creating that piece, because I had them do a number of versions of it, you know, first do this, then let's look at it, now do it again and do this instead and so forth. Anyway, the whole process came about uh, came about during 9-11. And the, Many of my students were so transformed, as many of us were, by that horrible day that they asked if they could start again and write a second essay, which never happens with students, don't you know? Right. <laughs> anyway, so this particular book, Transforming Moments, is, is really the first one I did with my students, and then we did six or five or so afterwards each year. But Transforming Moments was the theme of the first one, so... I'd like to share that sort of with folks as well. Now, next year's book, and I must say that Mish has graciously offered to do this again with me, next year's book is going to be about legacy. And I think I'll title it something like Legacy, Leave One, Yours, Mine, and Ours. And what I want to do with next year's uh, book, book is to collaborate with Building a Better Boyertown, who are, I believe, doing what they're calling Boyertown Days, celebrating the history of Boyertown and Boyertown Now and Boyertown's future, but certainly part of our history sometime in May, as I understand. So I figure, you know, maybe folks want to talk about the legacy of this community, what it's left for all of us, what it's left for individuals like myself who, are, who has been born and raised here and other people new to the area, what legacy does this community leave for all of us? And then also folks might wanna talk about their own personal legacy. How do they want to be remembered? Because I read somewhere that the greatest longing in the human soul is to be remembered. Mm. And so I wanna take that and turn that into our next book of poetry, prose, and art. So I'm sure you're excited about it. I can tell already. Yeah, it's, a, it's <laughs> an interesting topic. Yeah. Now, tell me, you taught a beginning literature class. How did that work? Did you have specific titles? Um, well, there, uh, I kind of, you know, follow the syllabus that the other teachers had <laughs> when I got there. I understand um, that. Uh, there's three, three categories, three units, um, stories. Poetry and drama. Oh, good, good. And um, 
stories includes Beowulf, um, uh, an excerpt from De- Beowulf, an excerpt from Don Quixote, yeah, an excerpt from um, Chaucer. I know. I was thinking of adding that though. Um, <laughs> what else did uh, other stories like uh, there's a Margaret Atwood story. Oh, okay. And there's um, a uh, a couple of feminist early feminist story like the yellow uh, wallpaper. Oh. Charlotte Gilmore Perkins wrote that about a woman with postpartum depression back in the 1890s who they gave the rest cure, which means you have to just stay in bed wow. and look at the wallpaper for days and days and not wow. want to do anything. That's called resting. So the person went crazy and started seeing women inside the wallpaper. Wow. That sounds like a book I'm going to have to explore. Yeah, it's just a short story. But, um, <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's a long short story, but it's good. The students seem to like that one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, how many? You've published a number, not published, maybe, edited. Help me with my language here. You've been involved in the publication process for a number of years. Yes, yes. yes. In fact, I, like I said, I met you through John Yamaris, and he, you, you've edited? I've worked with, yeah, edited his last two books, and let's see, did some covers and title pages for previous ones, and um, I also did a children's story with him. Oh, yes, about dogs. About dogs. (laughs) I did the illustrations, and he did the words. That brings me to another question. Tell me about your artistic experience, because in the very beginning, we were going to just use your art for our book, Transforming Moments. And uh, the cover, of course, is an example of your art. Can you tell me about yourself as an artist? Well, um, I started out in photography. Okay. So um, that's how I got into Photoshop, using Photoshop. And then it just kind of like, I just at one point took a digital photography class and they went over Photoshop even more than, let me know more than I knew. Okay. And um, then I started using Photoshop just to make pictures. Okay. So your art, we could we say that your art is uh, primarily digital? It's, yeah, it's pretty much all digital. Okay. Although I've done some collage or mixed media, so-called. Okay, and you've published your own books. You sent me a number of them. Yeah, well, they weren't self-publication. So it was Heath uh, published one. Okay. Um, let's see, I know... Uh, the one called Evil Me was I love published that one. <laughs> by uh, Blood Pudding Press and um, Julia Cook, who is an interesting um, publisher and writer and artist herself. And then there was the first, my first poetry collection was, um, was kind of like the, uh, it had a lot of like family-oriented poems, I would have to say, or just nature poems, poems about Florida. That was... Um, published by a foundation of some sort. Oh, lovely. I love all your themes, especially the evil me. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a fun publication. It is, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and as a writer, primarily poetry? Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you have, do you, do you, you're all over the place. In what terms? In writing? Yeah. Well, um, I had to do 
have to do professional writing and have to teach students how to write. So I, have to, I write essays. I write a lot of book reviews. Uh, I write a lot of press releases, so I understand. Same, same yeah. thing. So yeah. um, poetry book reviews, and so I read a lot of poetry books. Now, one of the questions I normally ask my, my uh, participants here, my guests, is when you were in high school, what did you see yourself being, becoming? Mm. Any particular career? Any particular hobby? Well, I was, um, I took French in high school, and I was interested in going to France and maybe being an interpreter. And did you get to France? I got to France, yeah, but I thought of being an interpreter, it, no matter how well you know it, if you can't stand up against people that are actually bilingual from birth. Okay. So those are the people who get a better, a better shot. So it's really hard. I would guess. When you, you've only started yeah. uh, in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that whole bilingual thing, because my understanding is, you know, you're apparatus, your speech patterns, your ability to form sounds get set pretty early in life. And there are sounds that as English speaking people, we can't make in a variety of different languages because we didn't learn how to do that or whatever as a, as a very young child, which has always fascinated me. You know. Well, it's kind of um, a continuum. I mean, it still helped me because I started, you know, learning it in high school rather than I'm 30 years old or 60 years old. Um, <laughs> it was still, I still had some ability to... Uh, to do that. To, some useful, um, you know, energy there. And that's awesome. Sort. That's awesome. So, you are in Boyertown today, but you're not staying. You're, well, I mean to say you have other, other plans. Where are you going? On. Well, I have, my husband is not um, going to probably, he says he wants to keep his options open. Sure. I think he wants to go to see some war sites. Okay. I've noticed he, he, on this trip that he just never wants to be tied down to a particular time or place. Or <laughs> I understand. So um, I guess we're going to Gettysburg. Okay. But yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. He has not made that particular he hasn't decision. Made, he won't make that decision at, <laughs> until he feels like it. And I don't care. I'll, I'll go wherever he wants to go. I understand. Because you are interested in the countryside and nature, and you're taking photographs, as I understand, mm -hmm. throughout, the, throughout your journey here. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. So what's in your particular personal future as far as art and literature and writing in the next year? Wow. Do you have a goal? Well, I'm, I should have a, the, uh, my fourth poetry book is, should be published this year. Very good. Hopefully. And um, thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, I hope to, I've, I've, I've pledged that I'm going to be more serene, have less stress, <laughs> um, uh, do um, my exercises every day, um, because I, I enjoy that and just avoid stress of any kind and try to be um, balanced. Trying to be balanced this next year. Sounds good. Well, I can't thank you enough. Oh, why don't you uh, give us a little preview of the uh, of Twin Terrace, which is now under new ownership? Well, it's um, it is beautiful. It is fantastic. It's like a replica of. 
um, I don't know, around George Washington's time or something. I, <laughs> maybe the federal period. I was looking at the furniture and trying to Probably. decide what period it is from. But it is nicely air-conditioned, nice uh, shower and amenities. It has a beautiful garden. Um, there is a koi pond in the garden that I saw. Um, there are a lot of uh, statuary yeah. um, with water features and um, hydrangea, beautiful hydrangea. Oh, I love hydrangea. And um, the bed was real comfortable. I mean, I just... Um, You're a fan. I'm a fan, yeah. That sounds good. That sounds good. And you got to Other Farm for dinner last night and had a lovely time. Yes, Other Farm. I am just so glad I asked Teresa to make you to make a That's reservation right. for you because <laughs> it was packed. It was. Yeah. With all these um, tourists uh, you have, I think it's, it's certainly starting to look like a destination town. Yeah. Well, we had a lovely reception last night. It was, you know, it was packed in here and nice and loud, which we always really liked. And of course, in Boyertown last night was um, uh, Bill uh, Berksmont Business Associations. It was a beer walk last night. So, and uh, part of their proceeds will go to fund the United Way. So, and next next month, just as a preview, the wine walk. And we will be part of the wine walk next month, July twenty second, and the. Part of the proceeds from next month's um, wine walk will go to Studio B. So hopefully they'll sell out of tickets and, you know, we will be funded a little bit by our local uh, business community. So that's what's happening. Um, I want to just remind people that in July I'm asking folks to come book in hand and the kinds of books I'd like folks to bring with them on Sunday, July 10, 17, 24, and 31 are books that are often banned in local uh, school districts and public libraries because folks have concerns about exposing young people to some of the ideas of the characters in these particular books. But I have to say that books that are often banned as an English teacher, and I'm possibly you feel the same way. These have been important books in my own personal development. And so it just breaks my heart as an English teacher to think that they would be denied to young people today. So um, like I said, bring a book and just be prepared to tell people, anybody who shows up, how that particular book has been important to you, has helped you figure out who you are, why you do what you do, and how you plan to make life better for yourself and other people. And then on August 7th, uh, I'm participating, Studio B is participating in a project that occurs now in 39 countries, started in Denmark, called the Human Library. And what we want folks to do is come to Studio B and not grab and learn from a book, but learn, not grab, but learn from a person and their life stories. And so far, I have lined up people who are will share their life stories about managing depression, bipolar, hearing loss, uh, living in a cult, uh, that kind of thing. And if you're interested in telling your story, please get a hold of me, Jane Eastall at Comcast.net, or stop by the studio, of course. I'd love to have you come and tell your particular story. The whole mission of the project, of course, is to develop greater empathy and community spirit to decrease stigma 
stereotyping, and prejudice. And I'm very, very excited and I am so energized because the folks I've invited to participate to tell their stories have been more than enthusiastic to think about doing so. So, it's an exciting summer at Studio B. And once again, I want to thank Mish for joining us on the Be Inspired podcast and for everything she's done for the studio in her efforts to help publish Transforming Moments. Thank you once again, Mish. Well, thank you. It's been fabulous. And have a safe journey wherever you and Mike decide to go. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired. <laughs>